What's up, guys? Uh, today is my fucking boy, Daniel Diaz. Uh, we've been friends 19 years. Uh, we met when we were 18 years old, and uh, we've both evolved a lot. If you can hear him in the background, he's urinating right now. <laughs> I don't know if the mic's picking it up or not, though. But <laughs> not trying to have a professional fucking podcast here. I know. I was trying not to giggle. Oh my god, he's peeing so much, man. But listen, so yo, I'm trying to do an intro for my podcast. Welcome to the Rob Bailey Show. Um, so today we got my boy Danny Diaz. Been friends 19 years. Um, Danny's evolved much like I've evolved since the age of 18 and we're in a really cool spot. I think we both are. I'm very proud of both of us. And uh, we're actually, he's here for the weekend and we just ran 21 miles through Glacier National Park because we're fucking monsters. And uh, we're going to cover a little bit of that in the podcast. We're also going to cover Danny's uh, new job. That he, is it a job? It's a new job that he does. Uh, his new profession, uh, some, his new passion project. Thank you, Dana Lynn Bailey. And uh, we're going to go through some stuff. There's some nuggets of really good stuff in there, man. Uh, I hope you guys listen to it. I hope you guys enjoy it. And welcome to the Kill Rob Bailey Show. We're not covering sponsors because the only thing that sponsors this is myself. If you want to sponsor it, email me at killrobbailey. See you guys. normally not not every day well, it's I, not a normal thing i feel like it'd be a really weird thing to drink what do we got here where are our like levels at give me a test 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 a roo test 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 oh, there we go all right test all right. test test i got complaints that my um my my levels were too low earlier you weren't talking loud enough no all right so i'm drinking corona danny's drinking fucking pickle juice pickle juice i don't really understand what a gin back I think that's what they call it. With the gin back? I don't know. Actually. I'm drinking Corona Neat. Is that what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't fucking know. I've got right. some kosher dill pickle juice inside of my gin. You didn't like leave a jar of pickles in there with no juice in it, right? No, I poured gin inside of the pickle juice. Oh, perfect. That'll be a actually. nice surprise one day when I'm... Yeah. I think I'll have a pickle for breakfast. Oh, today. wow. This is a weird <laughs> <What> pickle. <the laughs> I get pulled over when I'm driving. It's like, sir, you are fucking wasted. I'm like, I don't it's, know, man. It's I, ridiculous. It can't be. All I had was pickles All I had was morning. pickles for breakfast. I, I guess I'm to... in a pickle now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you're so funny. Go on. You don't have to stop. Oh. All right. So today we are here with my dear friend, who I think we've been friends for 19 years. Yeah. 19 years. We've gone through all phases of life together. <laughs> we've done all the thing. Uh, I don't know if I told you guys the helicopter story. 
Um, we'll start with are that. Leading with that. That's yeah, we want to establish who you are. That's a good one. All right, so there's a point real in time. Friends, Cody, friends yeah, real, real friends. So there was a point in time. Uh, Danny and I were wilder. We're we're mature now. Definitely. And I was in an altercation with a female, and um, <laughs> we were wilder then. We got I was in an altercation with a female. With it was right before I met my beautiful wife, Dana Lynn Bailey, and I was sort of ending this uh, thing. So Danny and I went over to for a confrontation. We did that a lot. We definitely were together during any confrontation. And we were like, hey, there's like, a confrontation. Let me call Danny on my fucking Nokia. But we never used the term co- confrontation. No, confrontation. It was just like, like, hey, man. I need you to get over here Let's right just go now. handle this thing. Bring your So pipe. Danny, uh, I don't know if you drove me or whatever, but we drove together, blasting probably like Master P or was, something in, we your, were, in your Crown in Vic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we went over there, and I decided the best way to teach everyone a lesson was to pull my dick out. And you picked me up around the chest, and you, lif- you lifted me off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> which I mean, I was a big boy back then. I was I was probably it was probably two forty. I don't want to say too big. We were but both pretty fucking we're, big. We were both in the two two forties, two fifties. And he picked me up off the ground. So you got to picture me like a toddler. He has his arm around my chest, and he's just leaning back a little bit, like extending his back, so my feet aren't touching the ground. But I'm still trying to prove my point. So I pulled out my penis. <laughs> And I was swinging it in circles. Dana's looking at me. You know this story, right? Yeah, swinging it in circles like a helicopter. As you see this shit, you'll never get this shit again. I thought that was the proper way to resolve a conflict. It was definitely a good closure. I yeah, think. so that was when we first met. Uh, since then, we've both grown up. You've traveled the world for like yeah. 300 days. Yeah. Right? For, yeah, I mean, for a whole year. I remember when, so you, when three, you were like, like hey, 300 man. 300 in like 20 days. Like, hey, something. man, I saved up some money. I saved, so we've been friends a long time, but he, he called me up at one point. He was like, Hey man, I saved up some money. I'm going to travel the world for the next 300 days. I was like, Whoa, I have a nine to five. <laughs> it was a, it was an interesting time, but we've been friends for 19 years. Uh, originally started playing football in Westchester. Yep. Um, we had two things in common. We, uh, we both didn't partake in uh, drugs or alcohol. Yep. And uh, we both had recently dislocated our shoulders. And had very similar, and had exact same surgeries. Yeah. The coach was like, you guys will be friends. You guys you will both, be great friends. Your shoulders are broken. Yeah. Uh, so that started, and we, we've been friends ever since. I think it's been 19 years. It's and, been a lot of fun. And here we are. Yeah. Doing other weird stuff. Now we have different kind of confrontations. Do you want to, so Danny, I want to tell him what you do, but first I want to cover this other thing. Okay. We, we had a confrontation on Saturday. With a fucking mountain. We did. Which was all you. We fucking murdered that mountain. We're mountain like, murderers. There's definitely people looking for us because we slayed the shit out so of So that that's mountain. what I want to talk about. First, I want to cover like yes. what you sort of do now. Cool. Um, and then we'll circle back to how we kicked the shit out of that mountain. Yeah, we murdered that. Right? I was going to put it on the de- table and I was like, that's a stupid just idea. Hold it. Are you done your pickle juice be, yet? No, I'm not. I'm not done it. Will you? It's fantastic. Mm. Just reach my arm out. Hello, please. All right, Daniel. Okay, I'm ready. What do you do? So I'm a life coach now. Ooh. How about that? Ooh. I took all the bad experiences that I ever did in life. I figured out how to write myself. And then I realized that a lot of other people needed a lot of help just like I did. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, now I, I, you know, I've got the unique opportunity and I'm blessed to do something that I really, really love. And it's literally just make myself the absolute best person 
that I can be like physically, mentally, emotionally, and help other leaders level up so that they can inspire their teams, inspire their families. I like that. Inspire the people that are around them. Yeah. I, uh, for, for a long time, I thought that coaches were stupid. Dig it. You know what I mean? I was like, I was dumb. If you can't do it yourself, you're a fucking bitch. Yeah. And that was my thought. You know what I mean? That's how I was yeah. like, a lot of people I guess that's how I was thought. raised. I was, you know, I looked at a coach as like, if you don't coach a football team, then what, like you're coaching me through life. Come on, bro. And, uh, I read a book, rocket fuel, you know that book I, rocket fuel. So rocket fuel is about, about being a, a visionary, right? And the, the book, it was dope. Cause I've been talking a lot about, um, I said, I was on a podcast recently and I said how, like, I'm very good at building $10 million companies, Yeah, but that's all I can do. Nothing you know what I mean? Like, that. no, nothing wrong with that. But like, I mean, there's something wrong with that progress. Like I can't, it's like, I, I can't get past that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't have it. And, uh, I was listening to the book, listening to the book. That's funny. Right? Uh, rocket fuel and rocket fuel was talking about visionaries Yeah, and how like, as a visionary, you're able to get so far and then you need to distribute your workload and you're able to get so far, but it talked about like ceilings mm. and then how you need help to get past that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I was talking to you here a year, a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned Tony Robbins. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that goofy guy. Yeah. Right. And then I went there and I was like, oh no, oh no, my friend, this yeah. is amazing. It's legit. Yeah. And now, it's dude, I think coaches stuff. are, t I mean, I have a coach now. now I don't have a, like a business coach, but I hired a trainer who's a coach yep. who is also, a, I guess, a life business coach. Totally. Mindset. A mindset coach. And uh, dude, the simplest things he asked me are these simple little questions as I'm training. And like just that different outlook or being forced as you're up against something to be forced to answer a question really does amazing things for your head. And uh, yeah. that's what you do now. That is what I do now. I know it's a lot of fun, man. Whew. So, I mean, like we have like, we've got 50 to 80,000 thoughts a day, right? Mm -hmm. That's like an average. Every person has 50 to 80 thoughts a day. 90% of them are the same ones as the day before. And every single one of them is a question. Thought is a question. Okay. It's your brain asking yourself like, Hey, can I do this? Or like, Hey, how does this work? Hey, how do what I do that? What should I have for lunch? Right? Yeah. What should I have for lunch? Right? Yeah. Should I put pickle juice in this drink or should I go with Gatorade? You know? Yeah. So it's all these questions. The hard ones. And like, it's just like what you said, like. When someone asks you a question that you're not used to asking and it makes your brain step out of that box, mm -hmm. then you find those periods, those little yeah. spots of growth. You're like, oh shit. I never it's worded. That. It's worded different. Yeah. Uh, I found it often needs to be worded by someone that you respect. Yeah. You know, when someone respect, when you, uh, you respect asks you a question, I feel like it just hits so much different. Yeah. You know? And I think that, uh, people come to you because you have a certain outlook and because you have a certain energy. Yeah. And then you ask him, probably ask him simple questions. Run me through, run me through how it works though. Run me through sure. like, so like if I come to you, cause I think a lot of people, once again, they, you hear life coach and you think of people like, uh, and once again, I've never dealt with this dude, but I'll use him as an example, like Ty Lopez. Okay. Right? Isn't that that dude? Yeah. And like, I don't know anything about him. All I know is what people say about him. And they're like, oh, dude's a scammer. Dude's this, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I think there's a, a huge negative, uh, negative aura about, coaches and business coaches and all that shit online. Yeah. There's a few people doing it really well, but I think it's, it's portrayed as very negative. Like, cause a lot, of, a lot of it's like get rich quick and do all that stuff. And they skip all the stuff that I think you teach people. So yeah. let's go over. If I come to you and I'm like, yo bro, I need to, I need to be coached. Walk me through your yeah. fucking intake, everything. Yeah. So typically what I'll do is um, when someone approaches me is I, I typically set up like a discovery call, right? Like a clarity call. 
because the truth is, is that like, I actually don't like to coach everybody. So like, it's, it's kind of like, I always phrase it as a discovery call. And really it's like, it's an interview, but it's not for me. It's for the person on the other line, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's not like a bad thing. It's, it's like, you know, there's certain people that have an issue or something that's blocking them from stepping to that next level. And if I'm the right person to do it, then I'm going to go for it. Right. But like, there's people that bring me stuff that, you know, it's probably just not in my wheelhouse or maybe they're not ready for the coaching that I'm going to deliver them. They mm-hmm. need to start somewhere else first, like have a stepping stone. And that's important too, because I think going to what you're saying about the, being about the money, like if I was only about the money, then I would just take every person yeah. and I would just sell them. Like, oh, this is what you need. You need me. Like, that's it. Yeah. Duh. Like, you, you found me. Good. I am like, the congratulations. Secret. Yeah, like I am the secret, right? But like, it's not about the money. Like, I'm so like I'm like I'm so much more invested in the results for my clients. Like mm-hmm. that's like that's it. Like I just want them to be so successful, right? So it starts off with the discovery call. And that is kind of like a very simple framework of like we're going to be the we're going to create the GPS system like right now, right? Like there's a specific there's a specific spot that you're at and there's a specific space that you need to go. Right? And like there's something that's holding you back. So we're going to talk about where you really really want to go what you feel like you're at right now, right? And what you feel like blocking, what you feel like is blocking you so that we can lay the roadmap, mm-hmm. right? Like it's just like flying, right? You got to have a start point, end point, and you got to have someone that course corrects you along the way, right? No, okay. When people, when people say they're, because this is something that I try to do with myself and I had a conversation, I use my mom for an example in these things. Yeah. But I talked to my mom yesterday and like she, the, the blockage that she perceives is not the actual blockage. Like how often do people say like, hey, I'm, I'm at point A and I want to go to B and my blockage is th- this. What they think it is. Yeah, and how often, how often as like an outsider can you just see it? They're just completely wrong. I can, you can pretty much see it all the time. <laughs> so there's a couple things. So I should also preface and say that like I am like, I consider myself a peak performance coach, but I also consider myself a heart-centered peak performance coach. Yeah. Right, because I do like to go but I don't think it's all go. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a lot of power in the love of ourself, like treating ourselves with a really high level of care Mm -hmm. because I did that go, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. when I ran the restaurants and like when you reach certain levels of achievement, but you have zero fulfillment that matches it, that is a huge disparity that causes a lot of pain. And a lot of people I work with have that issue. Like, well, I've got all this stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I'm doing great, but like, I'm not fucking happy, you know? And it's like, like that doesn't like that doesn't come down to a performance issue as far as a push performance, right? But a heart centered spot, right? Mm-hmm. Where we need to like stretch the bounds of the areas that you're not exploring, you know. So I really focus with people on mindset, habits, patterns, mm-hmm. right? And like really unlocking their their like their inner power, their real worth. Yeah, I think it really comes down to a lot of people that like there's there's little blockages around actually what we feel like we're worthy of and like where shame steps in. So like, mm-hmm. if you feel like if you have a lot going on mm-hmm. and you don't have the happiness, the very f- next step that most people go through is shame. Yeah. Cause then there, the conversation goes, well, I've got all this stuff. I should be happy. Like, I don't, I don't get it. So like, not only are you not happy, but now you also are, are like, bl- like shaming yourself yeah. for not feeling happy. Like, why can't you be happy, bro? Why can't you be happy? You know, like, so it's a yeah. double, plus you have other people wham. to say, it, cause I've gone through that. Totally. I've gone through the point where it's like I'm fucking crushing it and I have everything, but it's just like oh, I just don't. F- I feel like something's not fucking here. And the second you say that out loud, everyone's like, "Bro, you got four 911s. Fuck you." <laughs> I'm like, "No, but you don't. You don't understand, bro. The 911s don't mean anything." And they're like, "Oh, cool. You just made it worse, asshole." <laughs> like, yeah. But it's it is. It's like no matter where you're at, 
whether you just bought a brand new Civic or you just bought a used Civic or you just bought a fucking Lambo. Yeah. Like you should feel that fulfillment in both places. And I think a lot of times too is like that Lambo that doesn't bring the fulfillment. Cause I think sometimes too, you've looked up to that so long that you're like, it, you see it as an end point. And if you yeah. forget those little things along the way, when you get to the end point, you're like, oh, something's missing. Totally. I don't know what it is, but something. Right. And I mean, it's like, look at the mountain, right? Mm. It's got nothing to fucking do with the fact that we ran the 21 miles, although that is incredible. <sighs> but it's like, it's everything that I, that I had to become to run 21 miles. Mm -hmm. Like, you learn self-discipline, you learn perseverance, you learn resilience, right? You learn how to stand up for yourself when you kind of want to get down on yourself, right? Like, you have to learn all those traits in order to run 21 miles across Glacier National Park. So, we ran, D Danny's in Montana right now, we're in my living room, is this a living room? Yeah. Yeah, we live in this room. It's a window I, room. I don't know what it's called, it's, it's my room with the big windows. Danny so and I sexy. are always sitting here on the love sack. And uh, Danny flew here, <laughs> he just waved his pickle drink over. Bring me my pickle drink. <laughs> pickle drink, please. Um, <laughs> so Danny flew here from DC? <laughs> yeah. DC, and yeah. Uh, which is you know pretty much the same place as here. Yeah, it's, definitely not. It's the, it's the same. Um, so <laughs> Danny flew here, and he they were gonna run, you guys were gonna run like a what twelve mile or something? No, we were gonna run 18. eighteen. So it was still gonna be long. Yeah, but but I remember thinking in the very beginning of like when I said I was gonna run a yeah a, a, you're gonna run like a four mile. Mountain I thought it was run. like an eight mile, yeah, seven so to eight miles. Like oh, it was like four miles up, like avalanche. Yeah, like avalanche. So. But she just laughed at me my, about over and over, avalanche. <laughs> <laughs> I've got something for you, fella. So, so my coach, Dan, with the dreads that you guys see on, Rasta Runner and Danny uh, have become friends. And that's what they talked about. They talked about coming here and doing some mountain runs. Now, I haven't really ran. I, so I ran once with Rasta Dan, with Rasta Runner. And it was, uh, he made us drive up a mountain where all of our cars got stuck in the snow. And then when we got out, it was like a, a foot of snow, but the top was like an inch of ice. So as your foot would punch through, it would cut your ankles. It was like the worst, and it was freezing. It was like, Dan and I were both running and we were wondering like, some, he has to, like this, this isn't real. This, people don't do this. And we were both like, when's he gonna stop? But we, weren't, we didn't wanna say anything, right? Cause right, cause you don't wanna- We were yeah. there, well we were also there to follow. We were there to complete the mission. Yeah. And then at some point in time, he turned and I was like, Man, I got I guess I think that's it. Like this is crazy. And I was like, "What? Like, yes." So wait, the whole time you thought this was crazy, but we all just like fed off each other and just did it. It was great. <laughs> well, you guys kept going, so I just figured, well, like, I better lead the pack. I mean, yeah, so they're we've, going, we've I'm going to go. Never even ever again since that considered running with this dude. Like, yeah, man, go do your your crazy thing. But you flew here, said you were going to do it, and Dan and I were both like, "Fuck that. We're not doing it." <laughs> So even Friday morning, we were like, oh, man, what time are you guys going to go run tomorrow? You're like, yeah, we're probably going to leave at 5 a.m. I was like, have fun with that. <laughs> and Daniel's like, what are we going to do tomorrow? And then I heard you guys talking. I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, you're going to get back and you're going to have all these stories and it's going to be hard. I know. And there's going to be I'm like, like grizzly you're going to have like bruises and cuts and I'm just going to be like, fuck. Like I had the chance to do something really, really hard and I didn't do it. Mm. And then I said, well, what time are you guys leaving? Because we're coming with you. Yeah, buddy. That was pretty cool. So we, uh, we all showed up to the mountain, and it was tw 21 miles. 21 Whoa. miles. 
Hey, but at least it wasn't off, right? At least it wasn't like it wasn't. No, by at least accident. it wasn't like. At least we didn't get done twenty-one, and then he was like, "Oh man, there's four more miles." Turns out that I read the map wrong, and there's actually twenty-eight. I read it backwards. It meant to say. 81 miles yeah it's not 81 18. miles actually sorry about that guys so what'd you think what'd you learn on the run because i i know that like uh i cried at the waterfall at some i point, cried huh? at the waterfall too the waterfall was pretty i also had i had just put on my music and there was like a song that's like you know what were you listening to so we have a playlist that christina created for when christina roman, your wife yep. christina my wife roman yep. your son roman Congrats. my son thank you uh that christina created that was gonna be like the birth playlist wait what so like during like pre- during like when we're during like labor process you have a playlist for that i'm she, sorry she i don't do this set stuff. up a playlist does that make is that something normal people do i guess i'm not saying well, she's not normal no, i'm just saying i've never me, heard of it i mean well i was bringing my speaker because we were gonna get buck in the delivery room wait so you're gonna play a speaker in the delivery room i brought it in this and then we played music the whole time although we didn't play the playlist at all wait how loud did you play the music it was like it was like like really calm like uh meditation oh so you're music. playing like enya I, is that what it's like? Is I don't know. Yeah, I was doing <laughs> like was. violins and pianos and oh, shit okay. like that. Like, like really uh, calm. Elevator music. Yeah, like meditation music. The elevator music is like... It's I like, took the wind ele- out of the Elevator's out of the sales, like da, 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 yeah. da, da. It wasn't jazzy. It's not like that. Okay. Yeah, like massage. Like oh. massage music. Wait, so you're telling me you didn't play Bone Crusher? So I didn't play Bone Crusher because oh. he was crushing her bones. That song was already being played. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roman so had that number. Dana, if we ever have a kid, we gotta have a playlist. DMX. DMX? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. X gon' give it. That to doesn't you. seem like the right. <laughs> that doesn't seem like the right playlist. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right. So. So anyway, so we had this playlist. Wu-Tang, we had this playlist for Roman. Okay. That we never played, but now we play it all the time, and like she, it's in Spotify, so she keeps adding songs to it, okay. like. You know, it's just like fun 80s, like, you know, songs that are in like your most nostalgic movies and stuff like yeah. that. And we listen to it all the time because Roman loves to dance. We're always playing it. So as I've been training for this, I typically put on that playlist in the beginning okay? because I got great energy. And yeah. It's a lot of fun. And then when it gets hard, I put on Kill Rob Bailey. Oh, so nice. like that's the switch. Yeah. I know that. You know that guy? I know that guy. Here I am. Um, so that's my switch, but I was like, Oh, I'm going to put this on. I hadn't put on music the whole time. Cause we had just been like, you know, talking, jamming. Yeah. Dan's got music on, but I was like, we were leaving that hut and I was like, all right, it's time for me to put some music on. I need some music. So like a, a song's playing. That's like a, like a family song. And I don't know what it was, but it just triggered. I don't know what, I don't know what it was, but well, dude, now that, that I know, now that I know it was your fucking birth fucking playlist yeah and like, like yeah, of course you're gonna cry at the and i kept thinking about that thing right like don't you want to be a cool dad yeah. like, don't you want to be like a badass cool dad drew so drew <laughs> my brother had the kid right and for a minute he, he did drew, the thing. he had the kid drew started to be a fucking pussy <laughs> no he did don't right say that, like when angel. drew first had tegan he like he lost his coolness and he just became this like fucking pussy mm. and i remember being like huh I want to find a better word than pussy to start using. I was like trying not to say bitch. So I was saying pussy instead. I want like a better word. Dana, you're in charge of that. Put that on your to-do list. Give me a better word. Lame. Lame? Lame's not aggressive enough. I still want to offend people when I say the word. I know. It's a sale. Can we come up with anything that's actually not offensive? No, no. I want a little bit of offensiveness. You know, but I don't want to use female body parts to offend people. (laughs) Bitch boy. No, I was trying to get away from bitch. Water boy? boy. Water boy? Uh, Sissy? Is that? Sissy Lala? 
sissy. He was being a sissy lala. He was being a sissy lala. So, and for a little bit, he was doing that. And I was like, man, what's going on with my little brother? Right? And he slowly started getting back. So we were ice climbing. And ice climbing was, remember, remember the first time we ice climbed? It was like not okay. Dinner plate? Like, so when you're ice climbing, right? When you're ice climbing, as you climb up, you like hook your feet and you, you, put the, you put the ice picks in. And there's this thing called a dinner plate, right? So as you're climbing, you it's gotta like watch out for dinner trick. plates. So when you put the, when you put the, uh, the ice pick in, no, it'll form a dinner plate. Like it shatters like that. And that's pretty dangerous because that dinner plate will just come off. Oh my God, right into yeah. your face. And, and so it, I think it did hit Drew in the face or it hit you in the face. Yeah, hit him and cut Dinner his face. Plate. But anyway, Drew was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm just here to support you guys. And I was like, Weird. bro, don't, don't you want to make your daughter proud? Don't be a sissy lala. I was like, yeah, don't be a sissy lala. Like, don't you want to be a cool dad? And I feel like that was a, a turning. He probably doesn't remember, but I feel like that was a turning point in his life. Yeah, and I remember when you told me that story and I was thinking to myself. Yeah. I didn't actually, it wasn't that I thought to myself anything, but I, for, for some reason it, it logged. Like it, yeah. it, that picture logged in my memory. And then, like, as I've been a dad, it's like, yeah, man, like, you got to be a cool fucking dad. You, you have be a to, dude. You have lala. the opportunity to be a really cool dad. You yeah. Know I mean? Like, I don't remember the lame stuff my dad did. Like, I remember all the cool stuff. All the right. stuff where I was like, whoa, my dad was, like, doing yeah. sketchy, weird stuff. Like, why were, why were you going that fast with a dirt bike with me on it? Like, uh, I remember that now. It was, like, cool shit. <laughs> but, yeah, so I told him that. So you were saying. So... Yeah, so I was I had been thinking that like, you know, like I'm on this run. I think it was like it was on that way down because I was leading on the way down and then something changed and I, and then you and Dana were gone. I mean, not gone, but you guys were like you were off. And I was I was at the end. And I remember thinking to myself like there's a reason I'm at this end and it's like this moment for me to have this clarity of thought of like mm-hmm. actually what's going on, right? Because like it's tough to think about what's going on when you're like running that far. I think mm-hmm. like there's t- there was moments that we had that we got to like stop and like look and be like, holy shit, we're in Switzerland. This is amazing. <laughs> like fucking Switzerland Saturdays. Yeah. But like, but that was a moment that I was like, whoa, like Danny, like you said you were going to come here. Mm-hmm. You, you walked maybe 65% of last you're on your feet. Like, otherwise you weren't walking. You weren't moving. You were immobilized. Yeah. We'll have to share that yeah. too. So it's like, you said you were going to come and like, you did it. And it's like, yeah, you did because that's what you do. Cause you say you're going to do stuff and you fucking do it. Cause yep. that's who you are because you're a cool fucking dad. Hey. <laughs> hey. And then, uh, and yeah. And then I got to the waterfall and it was like, the water was coming down. The music was in my ear and I looked up and like the sun was hitting us and it was like there was a rainbow probably somewhere, like so, cascading off the waterfall. I'm yeah. sure, right? At least in my eyeball. And uh, and I don't know, man, but it just like like floodgates. Like yeah. it was like it just opened up. My heart just opened up, and I was just like, oh my god! I just was like, fuck. Like, I yeah. So backstory, just, we got to cover that. So yeah. Danny, pretty much my same back thing. So I think everybody yeah. listening knows that like. We, we're the same fucking person, dude. Shoulder surgeries? Shoulder surgeries, all that shit. Back and then issues, we, uh, hip pelvic tilts? Yeah, so the pelvic tilt back thing it just makes you sort of paralyzed on the ground yeah. with no clear reason why. Yeah. So people look at you and they're like, are you really that hurt? And you're like, and like no desire to be I helped at all. Breathe. Like, don't fucking touch me. Yeah. <laughs> so Dana knows, exactly. But you had the same thing. And it just, it takes so much work to fix that. And it to does. be able to like, be able to run 21 miles to be able to, and not only that, but like summit that 
and all the rocks and all the different, like we went through so many different landscapes of like, dude, those high fucking scratchy bushes where you couldn't see the rocks where you just jammed your feet the whole time. Yeah. The cable that we had to like MacGyver across, like Ninja yeah. Warrior across. Like we went through so much stuff. The to- glacier that was 2 million years old that we had to cross with yeah. one pair of yak shacks. Yes. Yak tracks. <laughs> so much to get there. Yeah, there was so much. Of course. Like it was... 11-11. We got to tell the 11-11 story. All right, tell people that. So this is another one of those like magic things. A couple of different magic things happened. but Yeah. So I woke up. So this whole thing, I'm like, you know, as Rob said, right? Like we were both all different people back in the day. And now I'm not that person. I'm still so, low-key the same person. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't totally grown up yet. And, uh, and, you know, there's been a lot of transformation, a lot of change that's happened in my life. And like, so now I'm here. I knew this was going to be an emotional experience. I used to be a hardened fucking criminal. And now I cry at guy. Hardened criminal. <laughs> Jesus. And now I cry at waterfalls. Yeah. And now I cry at waterfalls and commercials from State Farm. You're in good hands. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I was like, I woke up on Saturday morning at like, I don't know, 3.30 or something like that. And I pull open my phone and my buddy Hewitt sent me a message. And... It was just, you know, it was just a message that just rocked me. Like, it opened up the floodgates immediately. And I was had been joking with my wife, like, I'm going to be crying so much. It's crazy. <laughs> it was a surprise, and I actually didn't really cry that much. I actually was pretty much fine. It was probably because it was, like, the hardest fucking thing I've ever done. But um, but I was, like, I started that day, and he, and he had this message along the lines of, like, you know, I know that everybody's wishing you good luck and saying this. He's like, I just want to let you know that, like, you're here right now because that's who the fuck you are. And like, this is what you do. And like, you're conquering life and it's inspiring. And it was just like, you know, and that was a sum up, but it was a really awesome text. And I had received it at 11, 11 at mm-hmm. night that night. The night and before. which I, I'm all into numbers and that stuff. And you know, I feel like that's a really special thing when like, you're thinking of something really cool or maybe a good idea or like maybe like this thing that you would just want to do. And you look at the clock and it's like three digits or four digits. Mm-hmm. They're all the same. And you're like, yeah, like I'm on the path. Like yeah. I'm, exa- I'm thinking of exactly what I'm supposed to be doing yep. right now. And, uh, so I love that. And I shared it with Rob and I shared it with Dan and, um, I didn't share it with Dana, which actually made it even cooler because we got to the top. So then, yeah. So then we start the day. We start running at what seven thirty or something like that, mm-hmm. and we hit the summit. You know, we do all these things. We we run through the like the the bush area right for four miles. We we, I think we did, across I think it was the 10, cable. Ten point. 10.2 miles to get to the summit. 10.2 miles to get to the summit. And we did all those crazy up. things. Yeah. yeah, it was so up. It was so. Fu- it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to see that mountain way over there. First of all, the mountain that's way over there, like not the one that's here, but the, the mile, one that's like three mountains down. Yeah, that's ten miles away. That's that's where we're going. Yeah, not and even then we're a joke. Go to the top of the it. one that's the, see that over there where it's ten miles away. That's where we're yeah. going. I was like, huh? Yeah. So we went all the way to that mountain. We climbed to the top of it. We get to the wind chalet, which is just this cool little like you know. Like, just yeah, bomb-ass little cabin. It felt like a like Harry a, Potter fucking house. Yeah, like super yeah. Harry Potter. We get inside. We drop our packs. Dan pulls out his phone. He goes, Danny, it's 11-11. We just hit the summit. Crazy. It's like, isn't that when you got your text message? Crazy. It's like, oh, floodgates internally. <laughs> yeah. Held it back. And, yeah, I held that well, one back. Well, you don't want me to call like, you a pussy. Yeah, right? Like, I don't want to be a sissy gonna, Rob's going to call me sissy Lala. Yeah, right? <laughs> I got to wait to cry until he's crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. (laughs) 
But uh, yeah, eleven eleven. Like we hit the summit at eleven eleven. Yeah, it's cr- it's crazy. I mean, we started at seven thirty, and like we ran ten miles. We ninja a cable. We cl- crawled across a glacier. We summited nine thousand or whatever eight thousand feet, and we did it all like under four hours. What is that? I mean, that's like. Yeah, is I it mean, four hours, right? Yeah, like it's under. Yeah, hours. it's like under four hours. So we didn't climb, and it's for, 10 for anyone miles for anyone from the park that listens, because the park pressed charges against me when I first got here. Oh, that's yeah. how I entered Montana. We were in Switzerland. No, 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 no. So, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they uh, they came after me for photography and whatever. Long story. Anyway, shout out to Glacier National Park for GNP holding it down. Um, yeah. Don't hold us down. <laughs> so they 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 don't like me. I think I dig it. I think they like. Dana. How could they not like you? Uh, they find me. They find you. I know, but I think How it was guilty by association. Like I think a lot of people You're don't like sweethearts. me. Sweethearts. You know what you should probably do that win them over. What helicopter dance? Oh yeah, I'll swing my dick around a circle. <laughs> totally. Next time in court. Me? Next time they have me in court, I'll swing my dick yeah. around. Like you can have this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. Uh, we were, we didn't climb across a glacier. That was not a glacier. That's right. It's just a snow. It was that's, an ice field. That's right. Because that's right. One, it's not legal to climb across a glacier. No. Every time but you say is. that, I'm like, ooh, I should probably correct him. Because we're going to get some people be like, you stepped on a fucking glacier? Like, no, 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 no. That's true. It was just it an ice field. It yeah. is an ice field. Which, if it was a glacier, it would be safer. The problem with the ice field is it has those underground caves. Which was scary as which shit. Which could collapse. Which was scary yeah. as shit. When he was like, oh, no, you don't want to get on that. And I was like, really? Was like, this I'll is really fuck scary. that bitch up. It looks really solid. Like, no, 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 no. It will collapse fucking, and eat you. That's, no, it's scary. So we did all that. Got there. 11-11. 11-11. I found that the more epic shit you do, the more little things like that line up. Oh, totally. Like, you, you have to be ripping. Like, so my time... Once again, I don't know why ever since I was a child is, is uh, 9-11. I always see that number. I've always liked the cars. Every time I look at the clock, That's it says cool. 9-11. So, like, I saw it on the run. I looked down. It said 9-11. I saw it. That's wild. Uh, I see it all the time, just everywhere. And it's, it's pretty dope. I see that in 666 for some reason. I don't, I don't know why I see 666 numbers. so much. But ugh. And I actually made Austin aware that I see 666 so much. And I was like, watch. So when we were in San Francisco last year, I pointed it out everywhere I saw it. And he's like, holy fuck, dude. He's like, you literally see 666 like every two hours. I'm like, I know. And now he sees it all the time. That's interesting. It's just like he signs in the Shopify. It's like 5 a.m. It's like, oh, we've done $6,666 already. <laughs> just like it's, it's pretty out of control. But I feel like the more epic shit you do and the more things sort of start to lock in and it sounds like mythological and all that stuff, no. but no, it's, it's real. It is real. And I, and it's interesting because like to tie it back to the beginning of this conversation, that's a lot of what a stuff that I work with with people, because a lot of people that I work with, they're disconnected from their inner calling. Mm-hmm. They're disconnected from the voice inside. They're disconnected from their intuition. They're disconnected from their gut. Because when you listen to your gut and listen to your intuition and you run on that superpower that's inside of you, mm-hmm. the things in the universe line up for you. 100%. They open up for you. You know what I mean? So it's like doing the epic shit actually is just listening to that whisper, yeah. right? Because the ego shouts, intuition whispers. So you got to listen to the whisper. And the whisper will fucking tell you exactly what you're supposed to do each time. And if something is shouting over it, it's probably your ego and it's probably not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, it's funny because that's what we miss. You, you can't hear it. You, you got to listen. You ego in the bad direction too. 
Well, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what 100%. I mean. Oh, yeah. 100. It's usually, it, I mean, it's not always. It is. Well, okay. I mean, you shouldn't say e- it is always, yeah. but like. Well, I think like, when people hear ego. Like anger can, like, I think anger is one of the most powerful emotions that we can utilize that a lot of people slip on because a lot of people allow the anger to push them in the wrong direction, yeah. make bad decisions. But like. When you're angry about something, it can be utilized for a lot of powerful mm-hmm. good, right? Like you can really shift on into yeah. that in, from that anger into like create mm-hmm. massive growth. You know, like if you're pissed about your life, if you're like if you're fat, if you're out of shape, or like I was last year, where I was so fucking pissed that I was, couldn't walk, mm-hmm. I couldn't hold my son, like I was emasculated. You know, like like what if my what if my wife fell on the stairs, like and I couldn't get up to help her, like you know, like or if my son needed me, I couldn't get up, like yeah. and I was so angry. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Like I needed that. Mm-hmm. Like I needed that. I needed it because I wouldn't have been here if I didn't have it. Yeah. If I just would have had mild pain, you know? Oh, you would have ignored like it forever. Pseudo, yeah, yeah, I would have ignored it forever, but yep. I needed that. And and the truth is is that like all of our terrible things, like we need them. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just get pissed at them. Well, I think I think uh that made me think of two things. I think um, emotion is such an interesting thing. And that's one thing that I told Dana a lot when we were getting started was ha- like how powerful she was. Because when she started in the fitness game and we started like posting videos of her online, she got so much hate. You remember the hate you got, mm. Mom? And it was like people were just like, fuck you. You look like a man. You're mm. fucking gross. Mm. And they would they'd be like, you should fucking die. Jesus. Like, but like, and what I said to her, I was like, yo, I was like, the, 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 the strongest like superpower you can have is provoking emotion out of people. And I was like, I don't care if they love you or they hate you or whatever. I was like, but all you need to do is post a photo and you're legit taking Bob from San Francisco or Bob from fucking Cincinnati is furious and he wants you to die. He legit just wrote that. That's how much control and how much power you have over a stranger on the internet. And I used to tell you that all the time. I was like, you are so powerful that you pull that much emotion out of people. Fuck yeah, let's keep doing this shit. And I yeah. think that a lot of people don't notice how much emotion is being pulled out of them. But like as someone, you know, I don't want to say Dana's a marketer, but as a person of influence to be able to pull first. that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> be, to be able to pull that much emotion out of a stranger on the internet is fucking powerful. Yeah. The other superpower is to be able to redirect your redirect that emotion. You know what I mean? And I, that's something that, dude, I do. You have to. There's that one level of checking yourself, right? You get that Im- initial emotional flood where you're like, I want to punch a fucking hole in the wall, or I fucking hate myself, or like whatever it is, whatever that fucking really strong that like makes you shake. If you can take a step back from that and be like, okay, cool, this energy has to go somewhere. Yeah. I have six tons of energy in my fucking chest right now. Let me figure out how to put it in the right direction. Yeah. And I think a lot of times too is like, I, I'm going to keep talking about the victim mentality thing. Cause I Please. think that's right now, everyone, they, they beg to be a victim. Yeah. I, dude, a lot of the protesters, a lot of everybody, like they just want it to be someone else's fault. And when you're a victim, it's like they get, you get so mad. And even now, with me specifically, that's like my biggest fear is being a victim. So if I feel I feel like something's going wrong and it's not my fault, I take a step back and I take all that anger that I have towards whatever the force is that's coming at me. And I think like, no, 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 no. How do I take all this energy in my chest and then use the little bit of brain that I have because I'm not fucking smart. And how do I put those two things together and redirect and makes a positive outcome out of that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Like it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, uh, say you're, Say you're fat, 
right? Yeah. We've all been there. I, I was 300 pounds a little bit ago. Yep. And uh, when someone online calls you fat, you know, like when I'm standing next to Dan, like your wife's perfect, Rob, but you're a fat fuck. And I'm just like, <laughs> right? There's two yeah. things you can do. You can be like, and you can get mad and you can like, you can eat more to calm yourself down. You can fucking drink. You can, you can do something negative or you sure. can be like, oh, you know you can what? Numb it. You're, you're actually sort of right. Like I should get my shit in check and just redirect that energy in the right direction. Totally. Energy to redirects. I think the strongest fucking thing you can possess. Yeah. One well, of it's, them. it's, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's like the, it's like whatever this, the statement goes, it's not about the action that it's not about the action that occurs. It's all about the reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like everything's based on the reaction. It's the reaction that you have in the situation that'll determine where you're going to go in the future, right? Like if someone does something and I get furious and I fly off the handle, then maybe I go to jail. Right, like, but if someone does something and I calm down and think about it, then actually maybe I get a resolution that I like. Right, mm-hmm. it's all about the reaction that we like have. That. And like, like, you said it better than I said it. No, no, you said it great. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost like you well, do this for a living. You know what's funny is that like I talk to people a lot about when it comes to emotion and it comes to anger and frustration because it's typically the biggest emotion that people want to try to get under wraps, mm-hmm. and it's actually it's it, it's funny because. It, it, it takes a certain, first of all, like when I work with people, they really have to be actually be willing to be coached. That's like the number one thing, yeah, right? Like, are you sure. willing to be coached? Or like, do you want to tell me about how you're a victim? Right? Because like, if you are a victim and you're going to blame circumstances, we're never going to get anywhere because it's, it is all your fault. Like everything yeah. that's happened in your life is your yep. fault. Like, and when someone calls you a fat fuck and you get pissed, it's because you actually know you are. And you're yeah. like, you know, I fucking did this to myself and I'm really mad at myself about it. But like, it's, it's funny how this, this emotion of anger, right? Like it, emotions are energy in motion, right? And anger and frustration. They're not really feelings. They're emotions. They're energy in motion. But there is a feeling that happens before all of that. We just don't notice it because it gets skipped over so fast. Mm -hmm. But like if someone says something to you that frustrates you, right? There's a feeling that comes before it. So if someone says you're fat and then you're like, you know what? I'm so mad that you said that to me. It's actually that you really feel like you're not worthy or Mm -hmm. like you feel like rejected, you know, by like what is good. You know, and that's a feeling, the feeling of rejection, like a feeling of abandonment, a feeling of like unworthiness. Those are feelings and those suck. And those are what cause that emotion of anger and frustration. And when we can actually dive to that, then you can clear it because mm-hmm. you can get deeper on that. You can be like, well, are you really not worthy? Like, do you know for a fact, like yeah. 100%, like if I, for 100%, if I told you for real, like, are you really not worthy? And you're like, well, no, I'm probably not a hundred percent sure that I'm not worthy. Like, okay, cool. Then if you know that, do you need to be angry? And it's like, well, I guess not. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, can you fix what you're mad at? Like, can you fix the thing that you feel unworthy about? It's like, well, yeah, I probably could. It's like, great. So, you know, it's a, you can flip that shit. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's true though. Cause like, it's easy to get upset. This is like, it's probably been my biggest growing thing when it comes to me and my wife is like, cause there'll be things that I'm, that I'll like, this is like, and this is stuff that we've gone through that like has been amazing. Like, I feel like, plus my wife's like, she's the shit. She's the real coach. She's the, she's the coach in the family. She's awesome. Um, but she's helped me so much and like learning little things that like, I don't realize that I'm actually doing. So like, like if let's just, so like if my wife gives me negative responses a lot, right. And I'm like pissed about it. I'm like, God, you know, like every time I come up with something cool, really just kind of have a negative response about it. Right. 
And I'm just upset about that. And like we go over that, really do I not realize that there's a low-key thing that happens before all that where like I get agitated really easy. Mm-hmm. So it makes her walk on eggshells, mm-hmm. right? So then that makes her feel like she has self-confidence issues, which means that when I present something fun, her first concern is not to jump out of the gate because why? Because she's been riddled with self-confidence problems. So then oh her first response goodness. is to be pulled back and be like, oh, I don't know. Because why? Because people with self-confidence issues worry. Right? And I'm not saying this is what my wife has, yeah, but I'm but just that, giving no, like a perfect example. Yeah. So like because while in my one single action, yes, like I can be upset that maybe I feel like you know, my wife is always negative when I say something that I'm, I wish that would happen, right? But what I don't realize is that that's a 10% problem while a 90% problem is something that she's not even saying. Why? Because she fucking loves me and she just keeps her mouth shut. So she just loves on me while I'm just like agitated about stuff, low-key mm-hmm. bringing her down. Mm-hmm. But then when something happens that I don't like, I'm like right out front, like, you know, you do this all the time. You know, so like, right? So like, that was a huge level up wow. that I went through. It is interesting because one, it takes, I mean, I hate to say this, but it takes a real man to like, look at that. Like, yeah. because we are like, we're, I mean, we're alphas and like, Shit. we grew up in a time where like, it's not part of our makeup and like. Why are you shaking your head? Dan, so Dana's in the room. <laughs> She's shaking her head like, yeah, you're an asshole. I just opened a whole can of pickles in that conversation, yeah. didn't I? Speaking well, of. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder what I do. I wonder what my thing is. But like, it's, it's probably pretty complex. We all have little things like that. And t- I have big things. I'm a giant asshole. Yeah, well. Right, Dana? Yeah. She's shaking her head yes and scratching her knee. Yeah, which means it's actually not totally true, yeah. right? It's like because the scratch. Mm. <laughs> wow, that's pretty. That's a pretty. That's a pretty interesting. That's like deep so in the face value, right? It's it's yeah. deep, man. Because a lot of times the arguments that we get in, especially with our spouses and stuff, typically the arguments that we get in are actually like the. I want to say I don't like to say right and wrong, but the person is. There's usually a person that is a little bit right. But they're also that the deeper issue is so out of that conversation yeah. that while that surface issue might be right versus wrong, there's a deeper one that's causing the the reactions, right? That are creating that energy and that surface level problem. Hmm. So it's like it really comes down to like like I, I I like to actually like when people have a lot of problems or they have issues, I like to do like drills of like where we come to common ground, like where it's like, well, what do you actually really want? You know, like, well, I really want to like just like be happy or be this. Like, like if I'm like pissed off about something and like it's bothering me for a little while, I'll like have a conversation with myself. Like, what do I, what do you actually really want for the rest of the day? Like, Danny, what do you really want for the rest of the day? Like, well, I really want to have a good time. It's like, okay, well then, do you really want to be fucking upset for the rest of the day? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, no, not really. It's like, okay. So then you can make a choice like right now, like I could just not be as upset. I could look at the person that's, that's with me. That's uh, that knows that they want to have a good time with me. I want to have a good time with them. Yeah. Do I really need to figure out who's right or wrong? Or could I say that like, Hey, you know, maybe there's both an issue and we can move forward. Like we had a conversation about that the other day, mm-hmm. right? Like there's, there's certain things that I think need to get addressed. And I think need to, that are, that are important to like come to common ground that mm-hmm. you can grow in. And then there's other things that are like, all right, do I really need to stay pissed about this all day? Because yeah. I could. Because I easily could. I could yeah, totally yeah, yeah. do it. Like, I'm good at that. Yeah. But it's like, do I really want to? Like, do I really, really want to? You yeah. know, is it really worth it for me? Is it worth all that time? 
and all yeah. that energy. I think Dan, Dan and I, we've been getting a lot better at that, right? Like we've been getting a lot better at like, cause I think our strategy was Rob would get mad and then Dana just gets the fuck out of the way and then Rob works through his shit. Right. And now like, I feel like it's almost like we do that hug thing where we put our foreheads together. Like, so we're like right there up on each other and I'm like, that. can we just be cool? And you're like, yeah, that's all I want to do. And I'm like, all right, let's be cool. And then we're just cool. But it's like that, it takes that putting our, touching our foreheads together. Yeah. And like, you just want to be cool? And she's like, yeah, that's all I fucking want, dickhead. Like, yeah. knock it off. And I'm like, all right, I'll knock it off. Meaning adjourned. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, I don't, and that's the same thing. It's like, so I grew up watching my parents not do that. Right? Yeah. So I grew up watching my parents solve it the way that I've been solving it for, we've been married, what, 13 years? So probably for like 10 years. The way that I've been solving it is like she distance and like Rob needs space and then Rob takes, yeah, 12 years and then Rob takes space by going to be angry and blows back out deadlifting or whatever <laughs> I do to like, you know what I mean? And yeah. then, uh, and then eventually like the next day we're okay. Yeah. But now we're just like, yo, you just want to be cool. Yeah. And you know cool. what? Like when you look at it from a third eye or like of a bird's eye view, right? Like it sucks. I think of all the time that we that we lose. Yeah, we waste a lot of time, yeah. Just being angry for like yep. to, to to get past it because the truth is is that like we get past it in a single moment. Like it doesn't take us being angry for that long to then get past it. When we get past it, it's just a switch that we're just like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be happy. Boop. But like we could turn the switch earlier. Typically, we just like to sit and fester though. Yeah, we love it. It's don't easier. We? It's, yeah. it's part of the brain. It's part of the chemical makeup yep. of the brain. It's built for negativity on purpose. I don't know why. Because it prevents you, it keeps you safer. It prevents you from risk. Really? Yeah, fight or flight, man. It's like a two million year old brain. So it keeps you. So it's you... designed. It's designed to keep. It's the, like fight or flight is more designed to be more prevalent. You're designed to be more drawn to negativity. Like it's built that way because it will keep you safer, right? It will keep you less risky. So, like an example, a safe brain would tell you, "Don't run twenty miles. You could get hurt." And you would be like, "Oh, okay," but you want to grow. And you mm. want to be more than you are yesterday, more than you are this morning, yeah. tonight. So because of that, you challenge that and you go forward. But let's talk about the majority, right? And the way that the brain works. Like, so a lot of people, like if someone calls me and they're like, you know, like, I know what I'm supposed to do. I just can't seem to get up. It's like, well, yeah, because every time that you're going to get up, your brain's like, no, it feels good right here. Like, yeah. no, I don't want to get out of bed. Like stay in bed because it's comfy and it's warm. And when I get out of bed, it's unsafe. Yeah. And we don't know what's waiting for us. There might be a problem that's coming in the day. Uh-huh. But if you stay in bed, you won't have to face that problem. You can stay here all day. Have you I'll read? You safe. Have you read the book, um, The War of Art? Love that book. Oh my god. I actually god. make all my clients read it and first it's so before simple. we start working together. Yeah, it's resistance. It's so fucking simple. It's, it's exactly it's how resistance. It shows up. It's resistance. It's when your alarm works. It, and it's just like, I think when they, I've had two giant, I say it all the time on the podcast, just in case no one listens to me, that hopefully if I say it every single podcast, they'll hear it. Yeah. But like resistance, when, because I like fighting against things, right? Like I like going to war. Yeah. And like you have to realize a lot of times you're going to war against yourself. So when that alarm clock goes off, you're like, oh, myself doesn't want to wake up. Well, I'm going to show myself what the fucking deal is. Yeah. And like you learn to look at everything as resistance. Like, so when your friends don't agree with you, you're like, oh, that's resistance. This is resistance. Knowing that's hard. And it's, you learn how, what, how to classify what as resistance. And I think that book does a really good job of breaking down all the different ways resistance hits you. And yeah. it, it gives it like a face. 
You know it what does. I mean? And it makes it this enemy that's just trying to ruin you. Yeah. And it tricks you. It's like, no, stay in bed, bro. Bed's so warm right now and you're so well, comfortable. It is a trick. It's a tricky bitch. I, I had an experience recently, Jesus. I wonder if I can remember it. I'm sure I will at the end of the podcast when we're not recording. Yeah, of course. You'll you'll um, you'll knock on the door at eleven eleven. But like, it's I tricky remember. because like it will Yeah, right. I remember, dude. Start recording. It's eleven eleven. Um no, I rem there's like uh you know, it'll it'll trick you it'll trick you in a really funny way where like you'll beat it one time, like and then like five minutes later it'll introduce something else. Mm-hmm. Right. But it'll like backdoor you. It'll like give you something that you would be excited about. Right. Like at first it's like no stay in bed because this is cool. But then you get out and then it'll give you something else that's like exciting that still pulls you off course. So like now it's not a safety thing. Now it's trying to allure you in a different direction. And like it's just it's tricky, man. Like and and again, it comes down to like listening to the whisper. Like if we don't listen to our our gut, then we're typically listening to resistance. Yeah. It's like we're going to listen to something and yep. like it's either going to be our deepest calling and what's going to give us the most excitement and fulfillment or we're going to listen to resistance, which is usually going to give us the quick dopamine fix, yes. which is like the first reaction, which is and like, if you guys, once again, if you guys don't know what we're saying right now, go listen to that audiobook. Oh my God. Or read it, read it. I yeah. mean, it's, it's such an easy read. It's such an easy, it's a And he's talking read. about being a writer is what he's talking about. So he's talking about like his muse and he's talking about being a writer. But just relate it to your life. Like I related to being creative. I related to be a businessman. You can yeah. relate to being an athlete. Whatever you want to do, it's so good. It is, and it's. I mean, just consider this. Like, we all have an imagination muscle, and if we don't strengthen that muscle, we will miss major things in our life. Because if you don't have an imagination, it's hard to imagine big goals. It's hard to imagine yourself yeah. in the places that you want to be, and a creative. And someone that has an imagination, I mean, it's like the two, it's like one and the same. So whether you're a writer, an author, a chef, a and you can, uh, maker. You, it's one of those things you lose, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's I a think muscle. You lose it. I'm, uh, it's a muscle. I'm working with a guy right now in business who, that's the biggest thing I'm scared of. I, I had a phone call with him today. Mm. Um, the biggest thing I'm scared of is, is him losing his like super irrational imagination. Because mm. we're in business together and he comes up with ideas that are fucking crazy. Mm. Like they're just like, they're not possible. They're the sort of dumb and they're just out of control. But I know not to be like, bro, you are so dumb. I'm just like, huh, that's a really good idea. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna write that idea down and when we're ready for it, we're gonna bring it out. Yeah. But like, I don't want him to stop with ideas because he's fucking brilliant. Yeah. And I think that that's what happens is when you're a kid, you know, you get this imagination, you're growing up, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I do this, I do this. And as you get into high school, like, so, no, I know you want to be an astronaut, but what are you really going to be? Because you're not going to be a fucking astronaut. And you're like, yeah. oh, crushed. So you stop yeah. dreaming about being an astronaut. And next thing you know, you're not Elon. And then it's, yeah, right? And then it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's tough because then a lot of times our imagination muscle becomes determinant on other people's validations. Ugh, gross. Right? Where it's like, gross. yo, I've got this really good idea. And like, I want to tell somebody so that they can tell me mm-hmm. it's a really good idea. Yeah. But in typical fashion of a lot of the way, the way the universe works is most people actually won't see your idea. And that's what makes yeah. it special. That's what makes it yours, right? Like and that's you, what makes it cool. You and, need to realize that. So I think there's a few things like, so I, I, I talk to Dana about this a lot. I have so many ideas, so many fucking ideas. Your, because your muscles flex. And dude, they're out of control. Yeah. And like, so I, I have three new businesses a day that I want to start. <laughs> Like legitimately. 
And I'll tell Dana and Dana will be like, yeah, it's a really good. Idea. I tell my brother and I tell Austin, they're like my people I bounce it off of. And they're sort of like, oh, and now they give me the feedback where it's like, you know why? Cause okay. they're, like, they're like, it seems like a lot more work for us. Cause they know, they, <laughs> have to, they, know have to, they have to execute. And now like when I tell them, I, I know, I know you, you defend me, Dana, you're on my fucking team. But like, so I'm, I'm starting to realize now that like when I tell them the ideas, they realize that like, oh, it's just another Rob idea. And I'm starting to see that, and I've caught myself feeling like, oh, I shouldn't adma- imagine so much mm. because my team, Ugh. excuse me, that's okay, just thinks that like, oh, these are Rob ideas. You want to grab me another Corona too? A little, little I'm gin good, with pickle juice. I'm gonna put some spot. gin, a little splash of pickles. Gin and pickle juice. Just Dana. get creative with it. Right. We're talking about creativity, imagination. Yeah, put whatever you just in have there. a blast. You're I capable trust. of anything except yeah. for walking, apparently, right I now. trust you. Totally. So Dana run 21 miles, but she is not okay. She's uh, actually really good for great. having not been okay during that run. Yeah, and, that wasn't In bad. certain parts. Because that, well, the truth is, is like, right, she was like handicapped a little bit, but then she ran for like the last eight miles. Like there was nothing but like a well, She's like, oh my God, I can run downhill. I'm gone. I'm, I was like, Jesus. She's a freak. This girl, I thought we were going to carry her out. Meanwhile, she's like. Fucking miles in front of me. I'm like, well, okay, I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. But what I was saying is, is uh, the imagination muscle. So you can get that back. It's not gone forever. Never. And it's just a matter of like, exercise. you can yeah. lose it, exercise, dream, and then don't get discouraged. Like, and that's one By thing that, that I, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like I see, once again, that uh, the art of war would tell me to see Drew and Austin as resistance you know mm. if they don't believe in you 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 see them as an outside force against you and like dude that makes my life easy because once again i like fighting against things so like i see that and i'm like oh they're just they're just not ready for my idea and then i'm like i need to bring them an easier idea that they can accomplish or if i really want to do that idea i need, I realize that like i need to bring it outside of them or just or, tomorrow i'll bring three more ideas and they'll like one of them or you give them a challenge to write five ideas every single day for the next two weeks that's too much for them that's what I do with my clients they have to write 10 now really 30 days 10 ideas every single day 10 ideas every single day like what do you mean like it can be anything it can be like a a reverse toaster it could be like Like a toaster that doesn't toast things it it makes things cold and untoasts them I like that like dry ice but that would be like hot ice would that be like Like one idea yeah I mean it can be anything so like here's an example so like I have people write 10 ideas a day for 30 days that could be 300 for, ideas and it could be anything. It could be like, it could be like, it could be 10 ideas for how to make Rob's business better. It could be 10 different ways that I could get to work. Right. Like it could, it, it's just, what do you mean? 10 different ways. Like, like I could stop and get, I could go to the West. So like if I more. go to work, you go to work, you go to, I mean, here it's a little different cause you're so rural, but no, like it's you not. take one road. To I have work, 10 different right? vehicles, bro. There you go. So like you have, you go, you go this way to go to work, right? Yeah. You go down that one route. So like, what's a different route that you could go? Well, I could go this way or something like that. Well, so see, that's, like, an, that's an easy one. Cause it's like, okay, I, I could listen, easy one. I could listen to music with the windows down, right? That's one way to get to work. I could, oh, and there's pickles, garnishes. I could drive in silence, right? Here, uh, can't open her, babe. I could, uh, wow. She really did you good. She didn't even that's open heavy, That's heavy on the picks. I know, she right? Did. I see it. It's like got little dance picker pickle dancers. Man, I like that game though. It's, Ten different ways. So like so podcast any, on the way to work. It's, it's good ideas. Ideas about your business. Ideas about life. Like ideas about. I mean, it could be anything, but it has to be some type of creative idea. Mm-hmm. 
that because what it does it's just an exercise yeah like it's it's an exercise it's about flexing the muscle it's just like meditation That's right a good exercise. It, it's just like if you fly off the handle all the time then probably the medicine you need is learning how to meditate yeah so that you can learn how to go from flight or fight to rest and recover you can change from the sympathetic to the parasympathetic in an instant uh-huh. right like there's you have to learn how to change and 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 control yeah. your mindset, your brain, your emotions, right? And there's certain exercises you can do. So if your imagination is dead, how do you re- reactivate it, right? You have to play. You have to play the game. Huh. Like if you're not playing the game, then you are deteriorating, right? Like yeah. if we're not pumping ourselves up every day, our bodies are getting weaker, right? Like if I'm not stretching my imagination muscle every day, I might not be able to come up with great ideas when I need them. And what I, what's really powerful about it, it's not about coming up with the next great idea, but it is about learning how to think outside of the box during all of the adversity that's going to come down the pipeline in the course of building eight, nine, ten figure businesses. Mm-hmm. You can be able to think out of the box sometimes. Yeah. Like when the world shuts down and people have to put on masks to do shit, you have to think outside the fucking box. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and if you don't have an imagination muscle, it's going to be hard. You're fucked. You're fucked. So it's yeah. not just about like, well, I need to have an imagination muscle so I can come up with the next great idea. Like, no, you might just need it to get you out of the next worst situation. Yeah. And it's about playing the game. Like Like you got to play the game, right? Like if you don't train with Dan every day, you might not run that 21 miles, Mm -hmm. you know, like, cause you might be in a different condition, right? Like 100% I would. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you started every day with three Coronas, you're not going to be the boss. But don't make me feel guilty right now. (laughs) All right. You're on your second fucking beefy ass pickle drink. It is a beef pickle drink. I've got three pickles. I mean, just because I got three right full sugar Coronas. What what are these? I said start the day. Not these don't even. The these don't even list. The, that's one thing I love about beer, right? It doesn't even tell you the calories in it. You notice that? Like somehow they got a pass. Like everything you consume has calories on it, except for this Corona Heavy limited edition. Heavy on the kosher dill on this one. Some more dilly than Ginny? More, possibly quite a bit more. But you know what? It's all good. Yeah, we're here having a good time. We got nothing to do tomorrow except for yeah. the drive to the airport at 4 a.m. Yeah, that's all good. I can get rid of all this salt while I'm up in the air. Well, it'll help you uh, regulate your <laughs> levels. Swollen. I love you. You did a fantastic job. It's your first job. time making it? You don't make pickle drinks? It's, yeah. I, good thing I love pickles, too. <laughs> so the funny thing about this is I don't think they can hear delicious. Dana on the phone. Or on the podcast. That's a shame. So it's just sort of like we're waiting for someone else to talk. I need to get another another microphone day. I'm sorry. We should do that. I know. Peanut gallery? Yeah. Hmm. I dig it. Just in case anybody doesn't What other exercises do you do? Because I didn't realize that. That's a really good exercise. Ten ideas. Um, I really like that. So a great exercise. So one exercise I do every single year is I write a thank you letter to myself one year out. So what? you can cha- you can push this around like goals and things like that, like what you're going to accomplish. So like on January 1st, or actually write them on Christmas Eve. So on Christmas Eve 2019, right, mm-hmm. I write a thank you letter to myself dated Christmas Eve 2020. Oh, whoa. And I thank myself for all of the adjustments, all of the pivots, all of the good decisions, yep. the goals that I've reached, the things that I've accomplished. Do you list the goals? I write it in a thank you letter. So it's not necessarily a bullet form list. Yeah, but are you like, thank you for running 21 miles in Montana? Thank like, you for... Thank you for staying committed to your fitness and your health that if that afforded you, the, you know, that, that, that basically got you to the point where you could accomplish the most difficult physical feat that you've ever faced. Hmm. So 
I'm thanking myself for things. I'm thanking myself for what got me there. A lot of times I find that when we do gratitude practices, we can thank ourselves for what we have versus the actual identity and character traits that made it happen. And when we get to that point, we raise our vibration so much higher. Like if it's like, hey, I'm really grateful for this nice house I have in Montana versus I'm really grateful for the fact that my drive and resilience and persistence has been so high that it afforded me this house in Montana. You see what I mean? Yeah. That's powerful, right? And it's not just thankful for the thing, but it's thankful for about the fact that I created it because of this trait that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Right. So like I, I, I list out the things that I'm grateful for, for myself and what they've created over the year. So like, I already know what I want to, mm-hmm. to create in the next year, but I just go ahead and thank myself for doing it. Okay. See what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, it's like, I'm already assuming the win gotcha. and I'm celebrating the win ahead of time. And I'm getting that celebration in my mind from the break. Yeah. So that like, there is no, like, there's no going back. Like I'm celebrating right now because it's already going to happen. That's, okay. So I, I, you did something with that that I remember Drew and I were like, my man's out of control. You hit me up two years ago or a year ago. Yeah. And you're like, hey, man, Paige Hathaway is having a, a, fitness, challenge. a fitness challenge. I'm going to win it, and then I'm going to use the money to come to Montana. And I read the message, and I was like, what? So I told Drew, and I was like, Drew, listen to this message. Danny says that he's going to enter Paige Hathaway's $10,000 challenge and he's going to win. And then he's going to come to Montana. And Drew's like, he's out of control, isn't he? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's doing. And then I think we watched you for two weeks and we were like, whoa, he's actually going to do it. <laughs> and, like, and then like eight weeks later, I see Paige Hathaway post Danny Daniel fucking Diaz as the winner. And I was like, oh, yeah, he just, he just says he's going to do things and then he actually does it. That's like when Dude, you said you were going to run 21 miles. Yeah. Earlier. I was like, I don't think he realizes what that. How far that like is. Like how far. And, and 21 miles. 21 miles on a track versus 20 miles. In 21 miles on a track GMP on a road is, is very doable. But when you're running uphill and it's like impossible to run uphill on like shale or like. Yeah. That rock that like moves when you step on oh it. Oh my God. Ugh. Yeah. And then, just, and then downhill. Ugh. Downhill was tough. We're heavy motherfuckers, bro. We're, we are. We're dude. over 200 pounds. Our knees are like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But you just did it. But we did it. I like that. I dig that. That thanking you're celebrating yourself ahead of time. Celebrate yourself ahead of time. Because of course I'm going to do it. Right. Of course. I love that, too. You people- did that with sushi dinner the other night, too. I was like, yo, we're going to go to Inda. And Dana was like, yeah, there's probably going to be a line. And you're like, no, there won't. We'll get sat down right away. And we walked up and they're like, we have a table for four for you. And I was like, yep. how did he do that? Yeah. You do the same thing with waking up. Yeah. You motherfucker. You're I like, do. man, I'm so excited to wake up at 445 tomorrow. I'm going to wake up at 445. And you go to sleep and you don't even set an alarm. You just wake up and it's 445. Yep. Yeah. That night that you told me that, I tried that. Explain that Explain that to me again so that the people hear. Sure. So... So when we, so like a lot of times we set alarms, right? And then what happens? We wake up 10 minutes before our alarm, 15 minutes before our alarm. And you're like, oh, why did I wake up this early? Like, I want to go back. Like, why don't I just want to sleep till, till 6 a.m. when my alarm's supposed to go off, right? Well, a lot of times it's because we set a visual alarm and like our body knows it and our body knows that. So like when you learn how you can do that and you can control it, then you can go to bed and you can set your alarm mentally with an emotion, so with an excitement, like I'm really excited to get up tomorrow. I'm going to wake up tomorrow at four o'clock in the morning. 
and I'm going to crush the day. So now I'm excited. I'm not dreading getting up. You know what I mean? And then when I go to sleep, I've already set that eternal clock in myself and that reminder for my mind. And then my mind just wakes me up. And the first time I heard you say that, I was like, nah, dog, that's fucking crazy. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not, that, it's, it doesn't work like that. You know Because I mean? if I don't set an alarm, I just, I feel like I just sleep. But it's weird because the days that I don't set an alarm is the days when I don't plan on waking up the next day. I yeah. still wake up anyway, of course. Yeah. But for me to be like, hey, man, I got flight school tomorrow at 7 a.m. So I want to wake up at 5.30, right? Because it takes 45 minutes to drive anywhere here and whatever. So I'm like, I'm going to wake up at 5.30, and I'm excited about that, and I'm doing it. I remember you told me that, and I was like, I don't know, man. I don't believe him, but I'll try it. And the next morning, it worked, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I did it the next morning, and it worked again. And I was like, yeah. We can, so we can anchor anything into our minds with emotion if it's based with emotion. So example, right? Do you remember what you were doing when 9-11 happened? Yes. Do you remember what you were doing when 9-17 of the same year happened? No. Right. Why? Because there was a lot of emotion mixed into that event. Yeah. It's not just because it was a world event, right? But it was a lot of emotion that was mixed into that event. So you will always remember exactly mm -hmm. what you were doing. The greatest memories that we have are based around very strong emotions, mm -hmm. good and bad, right? So there's a lot of things that we do in life that we forget about because there's not a lot of emotions tied to it. Plus there's also a capacity level that like our, our conscious mind will allow to have. Everything's still stored in there. That's a whole different conversation. But we can anchor things and make things happen when we tie them to emotion, which is why the celebration of my goals one year prior with emotion and excitement sets that shit in motion. Yeah. So like when I'm, when I'm, so like now I get up at 4 a.m. regularly every day, right? Typically. Now granted, there are some days where I just don't make it, you know, where I sleep till 5.30 or something like that. But I get up every day. And I used to what I do is I would always do that except for Sunday, but then when I would, what I found is that I would wake up on Sunday and I just wasn't the same. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't like the way I felt rushed. I felt like I missed something. I mm -hmm. felt a different emotion, a feeling inside that didn't feel good. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and wake up at 4 or 4.30 yeah. every single day. And I realized that, oh, my God, like this was amazing, right? And I got into that flow and I got into that space. I forgot why I started that. Um, shit. I, I thought you were going somewhere cool with it. I was going somewhere cool with it, but then I totally lost. You should have thanked yourself last juice. year for this. Conversation. I should have thanked myself last year for this conversation. Um, <laughs> you didn't celebrate early enough. Yeah. Right. So fuck. the emotional precedent for uh, what you plan on doing. Yeah. So when, when we stack, well, basically when we stack things with emotions, like when we add it in, yeah. we can create the thing that we want. So our minds start to attract. That's what it was. So, so let's say that like I, let's say that um, I wake up one day and I don't really want to get out of bed. And let's say the night before I actually didn't set the intention for my next day. So now my mind has the ability in that morning to say, you don't really have to get up, bro. But there's actually nothing really on your plate except for the fact that I've already created this emotional celebration for what's going to happen this year. Right? So I did that one time. So even if I do that in December for my whole year, that means when I wake up in May on that one rainy day, and I'm like, you know, I don't know if I really want to do it up. And I haven't set an intention the night before. I have a previous emotional memory that I have set that says, no, you actually have to get up because yeah. you have this one big goal that you're going yeah. after. Don't forget about it. You know, and it's like, 
we can, I mean, when we have big goals, we're usually able to just pop right out of bed and keep mm -hmm. going, you yeah. know, like that, that is a pretty fair I, thing. That's the worst thing. That's so there's days where I feel completely worthless and a mess. And it always goes back to like, I don't know what the purpose of today is. Well, see, and that's where it's like, remember I said I was a heart centered performance coach. Yeah. So that's where like part of my coaching comes into play where it's, where it's like, when those days happen, you actually have to just allow yourself to have that day. Yeah. And you have to say, you know what? Like, I've actually worked this hard so that I can take off and it'd be a Tuesday. And normal people are like, well, I gotta go to work cause it's Tuesday. I'm like, you know what? I'm an entrepreneur. I can do the fuck I want. Huh. And I'm actually going to give myself this day because I need this day. And if I give myself this day and I don't beat myself up for it, I'm going to be twice, if not three times as strong tomorrow. See, I don't do that. And accomplish three times as much. I don't do that. So my friend, Sean Whalen, um, the first time I ever heard him speak, uh, he said, he, you know, he struggles with all the same shit we all struggle with. Totally. And he said, I remember he said it and I was like, what? He's like, yeah, some days I wake up and I'm just not okay. And I'll lock myself in my theater room and just watch movies all day. And he's like, I just take the day. I just take the day for myself. And I was like, what? Yeah. Cause like I do that. Like I, you know, I don't totally know the purpose of, for example, tomorrow. I mean, I know it, I'm going to sort it out before the end of today. But like if I woke up, Tomorrow, I didn't really know the purpose of like, oh, I'm a fucking loser. Like, I need to get my shit together. And I go to the gym and I have like a half ass workout. I'm like, fuck, I gotta get to work. And I'll rush to work and I get there and I'm like, not sure why I'm there. And like, I force fuck my way through the day. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I didn't even accomplish anything. Just mad at myself the whole day. And that's very, very true. It's like, I could have just taken the day off. And like, the, the times where instead of doing something, Dane and I take the night off and we'll go in the garage. I don't know if you saw it, but I have that giant whiteboard in the garage. Yeah. And I'll just fucking it. rip, dude. And I, I, I'll smoke a cigar and I'll just fucking pip, 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 pip. And she just sits there. She doesn't fucking say anything. I'm just like, Dana, what is it? And you're like, uh-huh. She just like shakes her head. And as long as she pretends like she's paying attention, <laughs> you know, like I don't even know if she knows what I'm saying because she doesn't talk. I'm just like, rip, 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 rip. And I just talk at her. And then, dude, I just sort everything out. Like yeah. granted, I didn't clean the kitchen that night or I didn't do anything like super productive, but like I got a lot out and I am yeah. ready for the yeah. next day. And then dude, no fail. The next day I just rip. Yeah. Well, you got to listen to the gut. You got to listen to the heart. Sometimes the heart actually tells us that we need to have a rest day. When we're high achievers as we are, that is the most difficult thing for us to listen to. And there is a reason that race cars pit stop. So they can go faster, longer. I'm a race car. You are a fucking race Hi, car. Hi, everyone. Right? I'm a fucking race car. You are. You are a fucking race car. Not all the time. Sometimes I'm some... I mean, think about it, right? We had the pit stop at the, at the wind chalet. What happened? Race car. Bye, Rops. Dude, I ran... So, so we stopped at the wind chalet. <laughs> Let's just talk about that. We stopped at the wind chalet, and then that was the summit on Gunsight Pass, right? Mm -hmm. And we stopped there and there's these fucking goats everywhere, which if you saw my story or Dana's so cool. story or your story, there's, there's just fucking mountain goats everywhere. It's just great. And then uh, I was like, I put on music. Yeah, they even gophers. I guarantee that guy thought we stole his shit. Oh, like, for sure. Especially so the, when you pointed out to him, like the I guy, your, the guy left thing, his bro. climbing poles <laughs> and the gopher stole them and everyone like laughed. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like that guy's going to think we stole them because you uh, would never be like. Hey, my hiking poles are gone. It was probably a gopher. Probably the guy with the dreads. Yeah, no, it was like it was probably that white guy with the dreads. <laughs> yeah, or that weird muscle girl. <laughs> I don't trust her either. They look like they needed them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, when I was younger, 
I used to jump a lot. Like I used to r- like run through the woods. That was a huge thing I used to do, dude. Because like when you're running through the woods, you're always two steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And as you're running, you're not watching where your foot's landing. You're like your foot's landing and you're like your next foot's landing, but you're always two steps ahead so you can run as fast as you can. Your brain just remembers where you land. Yeah. That's also something that with uh, flying airplanes that clicked. My, 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 not coach, my t- teacher said, you know, uh, you have to be ahead of the airplane. And I never understood what he was saying. And then one day, like, I was landing and I was picturing the next step and my body just did the step prior. And for like the two weeks before that, I was reacting to the airplane. So like, I'm coming down, I'm like, oh, rudder, rudder. But I was like, always half a second behind, mm. even though I knew what was gonna happen. So when I got ahead of the airplane, and I'm like, yeah, you know, we're coming down right now, ground effects coming in, but like I was already on the next step past ground effect. And it was like, mm. same thing with running through the woods. And I've had this really big issue with like my knees and my lower back where I just can't run downhill. I get out of control, I can't decelerate. And when we left the wind chalet, I was like, I'm just gonna run down this hill as fast as I can. And I know that like, I sit low with my hips cause we've been practicing. I sit low yeah. with my hips. And like I keep my feet light, I go heel to toe, and boop, 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 and I was just looking at my next step, and dude, I went down that hill so fast, so fucking fast. Like I looked back, you guys were gone. You were like a little. I was like a mile ahead of you guys, a little teeny like speck on the map. Yeah, and part of me was like, I can go so much faster than this, but then the responsible part was like, bro, you're 37, chill the fuck out. But I got down to the waterfall, and Danny, you caught me, and same thing, nobody saw me cry, but I got down to the waterfall. And like, I was just screaming at the top of my lungs. I don't think anybody heard me. It's just screaming like at the top of my lungs. Cause I've never, I, like, I never in my life thought I would feel that good again. Like the fact, dude, I ran, I ran two miles downhill like that fast. Yeah. Like I was running like a seven minute mile you're, downhill. You're definitely fast. And no pain, no pain in my knees, no pain in my ankles, no pain in my hips, no pain in my back, nothing. Just a fucking monster. And That's Dana pulled up. And was like, you're so fast. And I was, I just started to cry. And I was like, I don't have any pain. Like, what the fuck? But it's, of course, it's the eight months of work I did to get there. But holy shit, dude, no pain. What? I think that, that's that, and that's part of that. That's part of the tears that I had at the waterfall too. I think when yep. I got down to the other side, I was like, like holy shit. Yeah, like that was a big dude. Hill. You couldn't walk last year. Like you laid on your back. You got fat. You know, like you couldn't do anything. And like, you're in the middle of Glacier Park where maybe 1% of people make it to and you're you're running, you're running and you're going to run all the way to the end of this 21 mile. Cause both directions. Course. So like that Lake we were at Lake Elise, right? right? Lake Elise day. No. Uh, Oh yeah. Ellen Wilson. Ellen Wilson. Ellen Wilson. Ellen Wilson. That's a weird name. It's like a full name for a lake. Yeah. Ellen it's like Wilson. the Beatles song. Oh, is that what it is? No, it's not it's something else, but. All right, well, whatever. whatever. We can make whatever we went up. We can just call Nobody fact we check want. us. It's the helicopter so, lake. <laughs> helicopter. We went to helicopter lake. But that's true, though. Like, helicopters can't get in there. And illegally, I don't think you're allowed to. Right. Um, but, yeah, because we were People 11 or 12 that. miles in one direction. And we were 8 miles in the other direction. At least 8 miles. No, we were more than that. Oh, wait. 11, yeah, we it were like half. 10 and 10. It was like 10 and 10. So, like, unless you hiked 10 miles, you don't get there. No. So, like, not many people, I think, go there. No. We didn't pass I mean, Dan people. stressed that a lot. He's like, dude, I need you to understand. He's like that there is, like, such a small percentage of people that got to see what you get to see. Like, what For we who all goes got to that to park? see. 
Because, dude, millions and millions of people go through their part. Right. And well, you can think tell. about this, right? Think about how many people we saw in the last five miles. Wearing, like, masks. Versus, like, well, not versus actually the hiking. amount of people that yeah. we passed. The only people that we passed were the people that lost all their ski poles. Because that was, and the, and the guy that was going oh, yeah. to catch fish. Yeah. Who that, was a doll. I dude, just he loved was him. old, too. He was fit as fuck. That motherfucker. No, no, no. He fit just, as fuck. Yeah. But like, he was what? Sixty? Oh, he was definitely in his sixties. He like, was sixty, and he's like, "I'm he's going like, to fish They got up donuts here. and coffee at the chalet today, and it clicked. I'm going to go like, catch some fish. Like, wait, man, you just hiked ten miles to get here at sixty years old by yourself. Catch some fish. Damn. Right. Well, that's why we're doing it, right? Dope. So we can do that. I'm going to be a fucking killer when I'm sixty, bro. Oh yeah. Fucking killer. I'm getting better. Circles around. I'm people. so much better than when I was thirty. Yeah, me too. And like. Okay, cool. And one thing I'm excited 30. about, it changed, it changed my outlook on, um, on aging. Part of me is like, ooh, I'm sort of hyped to turn 40. I'm like, so hyped. I've I'm never really had a six-pack, but I have a feeling when I'm 40, I'm going to have a fucking six-pack. Ditto. Yeah. I'm going to look so much better at 40 than 25. Oh, yeah. Me too. It's going to be dope. It is. Dana, you in? Especially since uh, I'm, I'm already there, bitch. Cool. Yeah. Great. You are there. I thought we were saying sissy something. Sissy Lala. Sissy Lala. I thought we were dropping out the bitch word. Well, because we're not pussies for not having six packs. Oh we my god, bitches. we can't say pussies either. Guys. <laughs> somewhat offend people, but not totally. Sorry, offend people. my bad. All right, well, we are at one hour and twenty. I normally just do hour long podcasts. Oh wow, yeah, that flew was by, fast. Right? Uh -huh. It's because we have good conversation. We do have a good conversation. I hope people got something good out of this. Eh, if they didn't, they probably just turned it off. Yeah, they definitely don't drink pickle juice if they do. No. Let me tell you. <laughs> what do you want to finish with? What do you want to tell people? You got to tell people where, uh, how to follow you or how to get in contact with you, all that shit. Yeah. So you can check me out on my website, IamDanielDiaz.com. Um, you can also go to Facebook. I do lives every single week, usually two. Well, I've been doing three, but I'm going to be scaling it back to two. Um, but I do really good content on my lives. It's all free because I honestly believe that everybody needs to get this information because if you're living in a place of limit, limiting, limiting beliefs and shorting yourself, then I would highly recommend you come by, stop, check out my Facebook, uh, Daniel Diaz Life Coach. Type that in, you'll find me. Um, Peak Life Now is my brand and my company. You can check me out on Instagram at Peak Life Now. Yeah. Or my living room for another... Or Six Rob's hours. living room, right? Yeah. Or Rob and Dana's stories at specific yep. times of the year. Yep. Yeah. Once or twice a year. You'll find me in Montana next summer, ripping shit, doing oh, a 31 yeah. miler. 31 miles 31 next year. 31 miles. Yeah. 31 miles. Fuck. And then we're going to do two other 20 mile runs. We're going to do that in nine weeks next summer. Oh, yeah. He just, Danny, we figured that on the way home. Yeah. Nine weeks. We'll do the 31 miler in the middle, though. Yeah. That way the last run's like, whatever. <laughs> Fucking 18 miles. Yeah. For fucking sissy well, that's, And that's the weird thing. I, and, and guys, <laughs> after running 21 miles, now if you told me I was running 12 miles, but cool, no big deal. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Like, I, it's so funny because to, to put this in perspective, guys, so like if anybody's listening to this and thinks that like we're all like, I mean, I know you know Rob and Dana and how super fit they are and know that like last year it was legit. Like I didn't walk for about, I was on the ground for about 70 days out of the whole year. And... I was rebuilding like the beginning of this. She'd be like, well, what did you, how did you do to train? I was like, well, I did leg lifts and I pointed my foot a lot with my leg in the air just to get certain muscles in my lumbar firing that had been dormant for five or six years. So from going from a point from not really walking to like not having muscles firing. And in February, I remember it was like 60 degrees one day and I was like, I'm going to go for a run. 
I ran two blocks and my shins were on fire and my feet hurt for three days later. And I was really worried at that point. I was like, I might not make this run in the summer, but I just kept training. I kept my, I kept my eyes on the goal. I took the steps each day. I listened to my body and I just didn't give up. And yeah. I started running in April and in July I did a seven mile mountain run, a 13 mile mountain run, a 10 mile mountain run at 115 degrees, which was brutal, Gross. full humidity. And now I just ran 21 miles in Montana. So it is like so doable. Mm -hmm. Like the, your entire life can change in an absolute second, but nothing changes if nothing changes. And if you keep going with the same thought and you keep going with the same prospect and you're on that victim mentality, you are going to short that yourself. Fucking victim mentality. Yeah. Ugh. Look at it a different way though. Not the victim mentality. Have pride in the fact that you're in control of everything of your life. Every part of your life. Every single thing. Fucking. Uh, if you don't like your job, quit it. Ooh. Cool yeah. though. Yeah. If you don't like the way you look, change it. If you don't like your girl, yeah. drop her. Yeah. Or figure out what the hell you're doing wrong because that's probably the case. Uh, it probably is the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything goes back to you. Yeah. Just open 100%. yourself up, man. Yep. Like if you're, if you're willing to be coached and willing to just level up, just understand that there's probably things that you're definitely doing wrong. And if you're cool with accepting that, then that means that you can get better at it. It's not about doing things wrong. It's just about knowing that you can get better. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone. We're out of here. Uh, so we have a, a sign off that we say. I love it. What is it? Um, Work, hustle, kill everything? No, no, no. It's much deeper than that. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, how did it come up? I think it came up like this. Helicopter dance. No, 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 no. Don't, you can't change the song. <laughs> you can't change it. No, so you know how like little asshole kids are like, say goodnight, Dana. She goes, goodnight, Dana. Yes. I don't know why. But oh, I she love says that. that. Is that how you guys sign so off? So I say, uh, all right, guys, say goodnight, Dana. You say. Good night, Dana. Exactly. <laughs> See you guys.